Welcome to Ryan and Cece's Mysteries, a podcast geared towards five to eight-year-old sleuths who love solving mysteries. Every week, Ryan and Cece will be called upon to solve a mystery that you can solve along with them. You'll meet the suspects, hear the stories, and collect the evidence. At the end, see if you can help Ryan and Cece to figure out who committed the crime. hear what the letter has to say. Dear Ryan and Cece, Principal Stevens here. No doubt you've heard of me. All the kids in town know who I am and know a trip to visit me is very serious business. I'm not writing because you're in trouble though. I really need your help solving a mystery. The Big Fall Festival was supposed to be this weekend and I think it was going to be one of the best we've ever thrown. I asked all the teachers to come up with carnival games and contests that the kids could participate in, and we filled the soccer field with boots, scarecrows, and so many pumpkins you could barely see the grass. It was absolutely gorgeous. Get it? Sorry, this no time for jokes. As you may have guessed, we also stocked up on a ton of candy for the festival. We had candy for prizes for all the games, trick-or-treating stations, and bags stuffed with candy for all the attendees to go home with. When I got to the school this morning to put final touches on the decorations, I couldn't believe my eyes. All the candy was gone. Everything else was left exactly as it was. No one destroyed the games or the decorations. There wasn't even a single bit of sugar to be found anywhere. There's no way we can put on a successful fall festival without candy. That's just unheard of. I was storing everything in the gymnasium for safekeeping, and it was locked, as always, with a big padlock. The culprit must have had access to some very strong tools because the padlock was cut right through. I've been racking my brain trying to think of who could have been responsible for this absolute tragedy. The first person to come to mind who would benefit from the candy disappearing would be old Ethel Buford, who lives on the other side of the soccer field. She is constantly stopping by my office to complain about the kids making noise during recess. Doesn't she understand that being loud is one of the most important parts of being a kid? They're just having fun, and it feels unfair to try to ruin things for them. Then there's Dr. Toothman. Do I need to tell you what kind of doctor he is? He comes to school a lot to pass out free toothbrushes and talk about the dangers of plaque and how much sugar can harm your teeth. He means well. But I wonder if he would go as far as to make these kids protect their teeth by taking away all their access to candy. Bertie McDonald is a school custodian, and she has a very good reason to not want candy on school grounds. She would have to pick up all those wrappers. She's always wandering around the school, moping and mumbling about the huge mess the kids make. Finally, there is Miss Del Rio, the math teacher. Miss Del Rio always seems to be stressed. The kids don't pay enough attention to her. She thinks, especially after lunch, when they stuff themselves with fruit juice and sugary treats, she might be thinking ahead to class on Monday morning with a whole classroom of students who are impossible to control due to the sugar they consumed over the weekend. All I know is we need to get to the bottom of this mystery, and quickly. I've heard you two are the best in the business, so I'm putting the entire success of the fall festival in your hands. Please, Ryan and Cece, save our festival. Sincerely, Principal Stevens.
What do you think, Cece? Should we take the case? Yeah! Let's go solve a mystery! I can't believe someone would do such a horrible thing. I know. Can you imagine trick-or-treating without candy? Let's get to work right away. What do we know about our suspects so far? First, there's Ethel Buford, the grumpy neighbor. Principal Stevens said that she's always complaining about how noisy the children are, and the fall festival was set to take place in the field right outside of her house. Maybe she stole the candy to ensure the kids wouldn't have a good time. Next, there's the dentist, Dr. Toothman. Dentist and candy don't always mix, and Dr. Toothman seems to be really passionate about the children not rotting their teeth with sugar. Could he have gotten rid of the candy to try to help the children avoid cavities? Then there's Bertie McDonald, the school custodian. She has to clean up after the kids every day, and she doesn't seem too happy about the huge messes they make. Cleaning up after the fall festival would be a big job, one made much bigger by having to clean up a ton of discarded candy wrappers. Maybe she was just trying to make her job easier by throwing the candy away before the wrappers made it to the ground. And finally, there's Miss Del Rio, the math teacher. Miss Del Rio has a hard time controlling the kids in class, especially when sugar is involved. Could she have taken the candy to ensure that she had a calmer, well-behaved class on Monday morning? They all had good reasons to steal the candy. Let's go get some statements and see if we can eliminate any of them. I'm a little scared of her, but let's go talk to Ethel Buford. The candy for the fall festival went missing? That's amazing news! Serves that Principal Stevens right. That festival is going to absolutely ruin my peaceful Saturday afternoon. I've lived here in this house since 1982, you see, and I've spent every Saturday the exact same way. I go to the farmer's market in the morning, play cards with my friends over lunch, and then I spend the afternoon in my garden. Have you seen my hedges? I trim them myself every weekend to make sure everything is perfectly in place. Ever since Principal Stevens took over at the school, he started planning all these special events. A festival this weekend, a book sale next month, a spring fair. It's all the same. The kids get together and then they get all excited and start screeching. I have no peace anymore. I've tried going down to the school to talk to him about it, but he doesn't care about how I feel at all. All he cares about are those noisy little children. You two don't seem to be so bad, but you're being very quiet right now. I bet if you had some candy, you would start running around screaming like little maniacs too. Anyway, I didn't even know the candy was taken, so I can't be of any help. Even if I did know what happened to it, I don't think I would say anything. The person that took it just saved my weekend. Now scram so I can watch my soap opera. 
seemed like she didn't know the candy was missing. Yeah, but can we trust her? She really doesn't seem to like kids. I'm not sure yet. Now let's talk to Doctor Toothman. So the candy threat has been eliminated, you say? <laughs> Sorry, I shouldn't make light of it. It's really sad for the kids, I'm sure. I'm not really a bad guy. I just hate that people think of me as this mean person focused only on ruining fun. I always tell my patients that everything is fine in moderation, even sugar. But I became a pediatric dentist because I want to help children. I love educating them on how to take care of their teeth. Yes, of course, I talk to them about how harmful sugar can be to their enamel. But I would never think about ruining their festival and taking away the candy. It keeps me in business, really. <laughs> Sorry, I have to run. I've been away all week at a dentist conference and just got back this morning. It's the beginning of the busiest season for a dentist. What with Halloween candy followed by Christmas and Valentine's Day, we're already booked up through March. I hope you're able to solve the mystery. But if you don't, I'll gladly donate toothbrushes and floss to hand out to the kids instead. Floss instead of candy? That dentist is crazy. Yeah, I'll stick with the candy, please. Okay, let's hear what Bertie McDonald has to say. Yeah, I heard about the candy. What do I care? Today there's a mess. Tomorrow there's gonna be a mess. I'm sure there'll be a mess the day after that. They mess it up and I clean it up. That's the job, isn't it? I'm only doing this job until my music career takes off. I'm a classically trained violinist, you see. I moved back here to town to help take care of my mother when she got sick, but she's much better now, so I've been able to start booking gigs again. Principal Stevens really said I walk around mumbling about the mess the kids make. I'm not mumbling. I'm singing quietly to myself. Music is my life, so I always have a tune in my head. This isn't my ideal career. That's true. And yes, I would certainly prefer if the kids made less of a mess. But I know what I signed up for. It was the only job open in the area when I moved down. I was sort of looking forward to the fall festival, to be honest. I've grown to like those kids, and I enjoy seeing them have a good time. Anyway, I was at a gig last night at the Fat Cat Club, so I didn't see anything that would be helpful. It was pretty packed, so I'm sure there are a lot of people who would be able to vouch for the fact that I was busy all night. If you were thinking I had something to do with this, here, take one of my CDs. And do kids still listen to CDs? Do kids like violin music? I don't know. Anyway, good luck finding that candy, and remember, never throw your garbage on the ground, kids. She seems misunderstood. I liked her. We need to decide if we could trust her. Now we need to talk to Miss Dalrida. I am stressed out just thinking about the fall festival. They are all so hard to control when they get in the group. I made a really fun matching game using addition and subtraction for the festival, but the prize wasn't candy at my booth. I was going to be giving out really cool erasers. Who doesn't love erasers? 
I kept talking about it at staff meetings, trying to convince the other teachers to trade in candy for other prizes, but I don't think I had much effect on them. It seems that everybody else is a little bit more laid back than me, but I just care so much about the kids' education. If they don't settle down and pay attention, how are they going to do well in school? How are they going to get good jobs? So much is riding on this time of their lives. Candy is not to be the priority. Sorry, I got a little worked up there. That made me sound very much like a crazy anti-candy nut. Candy has its place just not in the classroom or before coming to class. I was at school late last night grading papers and I did hear a noise out in the hall, but I assumed it was Bertie out there finishing up her cleaning. She stays late cleaning a lot after the kids have gone home, so I didn't think a thing about it. I would say, I'm sorry, I'm sad that I didn't stop the thief, but honestly, it's a bit of, of a relief to have the candy gone missing. You mentioned that Principal Stevens said that the lock on the gym was cut through, right? I have a key, so uh, there would be no reason for me to cut through it. Anyway, I didn't have anything to cut through metal like that. Seems like something that you would only have access to if you had a lot of tools for building things or yard work or something. Sorry, I can't help. And remember, stay focused in class, kids. Well, these are some interesting suspects. Do you think we can help Principal Stevens figure this one out? I have some ideas already. We can definitely solve this one and find that candy. All right, we have all the evidence we've heard from all the suspects. Ryan and Cece will be trying to work out who it is. Do you know who caused the fall festival mystery? Think about who you reckon it might be and then join us for part two to find out who caused the fall festival mystery.